We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We do have some super chats. I want to answer those. So yeah. first of all, from Fort Wayne Irish, thank you very much, Fort Wayne Irish. Sloppy and perfect, yes, but this team is deep, does not quit for four quarters and scores a lot of points. We're headed in the right direction. So that's something I want – I'm glad he said that because yeah. for all my beef with today's game, Vince, and and the fact that they v- were very clearly overlooking Central Michigan, but it wasn't overlooking the same way that the 28 team overlooked Ball State and Vanderbilt. We're like, they just weren't – they just weren't they like weren't crisp. Like, well, I mean, it, those games like there just was no. Oh, no, there those games, right? Yeah, no, right. Like this team came out today and played hard. Yeah, they just they just weren't locked in. Yeah, right. They weren't sharp. They weren't sound all the time. They but but there was never a moment where I was like, these guys are just going through the motions. There was never that. It was oh come on man, you got to be more locked in than that. That's why right. you made that mistake. You're not locked in, right? There. Right. Uh, but there was never a moment where I sat there and said, Vince, man, these dudes are not bringing it today. They're not playing hard. Right. And that was the issue when they, when they would play teams like that in the past. It was like, man, these guys are not bringing it today. They, they are so looking past this team the next week. They're not even trying. And that's how you play a four quarter game against Toledo or, you know, teams like that, where it's just like you weren't even you weren't even ready to play that day. Yeah. This team has yet to go out there in a game in four games where they haven't been the more physically. I mean, how many times do we see a Central Michigan kid limping off the field in today's game? Yeah, lots. Right? I don't think there was another name player down once. Other than Sam Hartman. Five or six. Yeah. Just the one on Sam Hartman. That they had to, like, call time on and, you know, the whole thing. What was one of the things we complained about with last year's team and the 2021 team, Vince? You and I have said this before. They weren't a real physical football team. Right. Like, as a whole, there were certain players who were physical, but as a whole, they weren't a physical football team. It wasn't part of their identity. Let's put it not way. at all. Yeah. That has not once been a complaint right. that I've had. Now, they haven't always played great, and they haven't been perfect. And the, the nature of our show is we're former coaches. We're going to take a more critical view than just, hey, 41-17, it's all wonderful and everything. You know, that's kind of what we do. Right. Yeah, right. But when, when you're encouraged as a coach, Vince, it's like, yes, I mean, I'm frustrated that they're missing tackles, and I'm frustrated yeah. with this. But never once did a guy miss a tackle because he, he didn't want the contact. Right. Not once did a guy miss a block because he's like, ah, I don't want to really go toe to toe with this guy this time. You know, not once has a receiver not caught a ball because alligator arms. This guy's going to drill me. We haven't seen right. any of that right. from this team. This team is physical. Yep, they just got to play a little more crisp 
to play to their full potential? Because what's the standard we're evaluating on Notre Dame today? It's not, were you better than Central Michigan? Would today's performance have been good enough to beat NC State? Yeah. Would today's performance have been good enough to beat Duke? Yeah. Yeah. Duke, a lot closer than this one. Sure. But Look, the way that Notre Dame played yeah. today, they beat Duke, they beat Louisville, they beat Pitt, they beat Syracuse, sure. they beat Stanford. Wake Forest. I mean, uh, Wake Forest, they beat Stanford. The question is, would today have been good enough to beat Ohio State if they bring their B-plus to A game? Would it have been good enough to beat Ohio- USC if they bring their B-plus to A game? Would it have been good enough to bring – no, it's not, and that's the standard. Sure. But at no point in time have I said, boy, this team's just not playing hard. Right. They're just not locked in. That has not been an issue, and that's a that's a really good thing and an important thing for, to his point, to the future of the program. That's a yeah. big takeaway from today, Vince. Yep, completely agree. This is a, that was a rational. It's a rational statement, and it's also yeah. a great big picture statement of who this team is. And I think that's important. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. I, I love this one. Four games. From Todd. I think we are yeah. figuring that out. Sorry. From Todd Brammy, he gave a couple super chats, and the second one said, uh, "Let's just blame Ryan for the early struggles." Because when Ryan's been in in attendance at games, the Notre Dame team hasn't always looked the greatest. 
at least they won. Not, but yes, right. I, I agree. We should all just blame Squirrel for that one. I have no problem yeah. blaming Ryan. Zero. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Vince, you want to go ahead and take these over, man? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Josh Phillips, thank you for the super chat. 4-0, scored 40 points in all of them. No doubt about it. Did you give that stat to the to the people mm-hmm. yet today? I know it was in the, I believe the gamer. So. Okay. I believe so. It's four straight right. game with with uh, forty points per game uh, in the regular seat in in one season to start a season off, which is ties the record that was set in nineteen hundred. And I talked about this during the week too, Vince. And so uh, this I, I love saying this. And so for the people who didn't who didn't hear this, so the last time Notre Dame scored at least forty points in four straight games to start a season was nineteen hundred. That team beat Goshen High School. Englewood High School and Rick, South Rick Penn, Meyer Howard was not Park. the quarterback yeah. at uh, yep. South Penn Howard Park Club and then Cincinnati. <laughs> so they scored, was it uh, 123, 187? I'm trying to do math in my head, and that's probably dumb. So I'm just going to get my calculator out real quick. Actually, it was pretty, I was on point so far. The first four games, they scored 244 points. You know how many, scored, how many they scored in the next six games, Vince? It wasn't many because I remember you 16. saying this earlier. Yeah, 16. So 244 in the first four games because you played two high school teams and the club team. Uh, so whenever <laughs> you do something that happened before most of our grandparents, well, actually all of our grandparents, all, like, all. you know, that, that are under like 70 yourself were born, yeah. you're, that's impressive. It yeah. also set a record that if you actually go back to last season, it's the first time in any stretch of games that Notre Dame has had five straight games, at least 40 points. And so I went all the way back to 1887 to look this up, and I'm pretty confident that this is accurate. It's the first time Notre Dame has had five straight games of over 40 points per game, which I mean, is impressive. If we're putting it into perspective, right, I, most of the folks that, that fought in World War II are, are, are passing away, right? I mean, that, right. that's just where we're at, right? If you were born in 1900, not played at Notre Dame in 1900, but yeah. born in 1900, you were too old to fight in World War II. Well, at least be on the front line, right? That's I mean, not, right. I mean, been, yeah, the, been the generals. Those like, are the officers, but like, right? The, right? Like signing up, like in the moment. Yeah. You, Guys who were know. born in 1900, Vince, were fighting in World War One. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, and those guys were zero in 1900, not playing for Notre Dame. So right. there you go. That's right. how long ago that was. Just to put it in yeah. perspective. Here, here's one for you, Vince. This is gonna this is gonna blow your mind a little bit. The last time that Notre Dame started a season scoring 40 points or more in the op- in the first four games, Newt Rockney was 12. There you go. He was 12 years old. There you go. That's it. Yeah. So right. have some fun with that one. Right. So, yeah, I mean, again, Josh, to your point, there's a lot to like about this team. Yep. And that's why some of the negativity at the beginning is like, guys, are we really asking if this is a top 10 football team? Like, are we going to go there? There's 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 understandable frustration with certain things that you saw today. If your standard is, can we beat in ever? Can we win a national championship playing this way? The answer is no. But as I also have pointed out, nobody does that every single week. Nobody. LSU nineteen didn't do it. Clemson twenty eighteen didn't do it. Bama twenty. Even that team didn't really do it. That was just a weird year because of COVID. That was probably the most convincing. You know we. we the year last time Ohio State won a national championship, Vince, they lost by two touchdowns at home in Game Two to freaking Virginia Tech, a team that went seven and six that year, and and we're complaining, and and saying this has to get better, 
about a team that's gone over 40 in each of his first four games. Yeah, exactly. And your down game, you went for 578 and 41 points, right? I mean, so there's a lot to like about, but the standard is, is this good enough to win a championship? And my whole point is this team has got that ability, Vince. I truly believe that. And that's why you got to keep cleaning that stuff up and keep making those yep. improvements because if you play your game, you can beat anybody. I truly believe that. Yep. And uh, Well, and, and so does and Marcus Freeman. Sure. He's like, as long as Notre Dame doesn't beat Notre Dame, we're going to be a really scary team. And, and that's he's what absolutely he let, right. That's, what he that's let not just coach speak with. either, Vince. That's no, absolutely facts. 100% accurate. Yes, completely agree with it. So that's that's the fun part about this team, right. guys, is, is right now they're sitting at 4-0, and we have not seen – the best of this team and we're mad about back-to-back 21 and 24 point victories right we got people questioning if this is really a top 10 team because they only outgained central michigan by 310 yards and right. beat them by 24 points right right i mean yeah i love this name by <laughs> in cover though brian i know all right shiver me fingers thanks for the super chat i love that name that's fantastic <laughs> actually makes me hungry like i want some chicken fingers all right Hoping y'all could compare, contrast strengths and weaknesses between Quinn, Clawson, and Hartman. Appreciate you guys getting me through the long nights with daughter number three, Ooh. just born a few weeks ago. So well, Vince, you know what that's like. Actually, you know what? You one. you know what that was like, but two and three came at you right away, uh, right? At the same time. Yeah. yeah. At the same time. So you know had the, the like. double fisting, uh, you know, feeding. It, it was something else. Yeah. So, yeah. Why didn't one of y'all take one kid and the other take the other kid? I'm trying to get, you know, somebody had to work the next day. Oh, all right. <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, Brady Quinn and Sam Hartman are very different. If you want to compare the quarterbacks, like similarities, Clawson's a much closer comparison to Sam Hartman. Brady Quinn was was big and physical. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just I mean, I, how many times did, in 05 and 06 did, did wannabe sackers like just bounce off Brady? And I still remember the the, the 05 throw to Jeff Samarja on that post route where he's like a guy like hanging on him and Brady just throws a post route. Samarja makes that one-handed grab. Right. You know, Brady was big. He was physical. He was a gamer. You know, Mm -hmm. Brady wasn't always the most, you know, super precise passer, but he knew where to go with the football. He had guts and he'd try to fit balls in that you're just like, man, that was a heck of a, that was a gutsy throw, man. Like Brady wasn't a sexy player, but his game was not sexy. He just was a winner. Yeah, you know, I mean, it just mm-hmm. that's the best way to say it, Vince. And he he got the ball where it needed to go. Jimmy was more of like that guy that was like, you know, kind of created and, you know, molded from birth to be a quarterback kind of thing, you know, where he just had the the motion that was compact and accurate. And he had as good a ball placement as I've ever seen as a quarter, even still, with all due respect to Sam Hartman, Jimmy Clausen's ball placement was impeccable. It was, it was elite. I mean, especially in, in 2009. <laughs> And, and so, I mean, in Jimmy's three year, it was three, his last year at Notre Dame, he was three years away from being where Sam Hartman is now, but they're very similar players. Uh, Jimmy was very immobile at Notre Dame because he battled foot injuries as sophomore and junior seasons. And, and as a junior, especially Vince, he had a really bad foot injury that a lot of people don't know about uh, that, uh, that really made him immobile. But man, he, he was, he was, I mean, great decision maker, accurate, threw a great deep ball. I actually think Sam Hartman throws a better deep ball than Jimmy Clausen. That's saying a lot because Jimmy threw a nice deep ball. But Sam Hartman's deep ball, when he lets it rip, Vince, is an impressive thing. Mm-hmm. And I think Sam's got a little quicker release than Jimmy had. I Definitely a quicker release than Jimmy had. Jimmy had a pretty quick release, but I definitely – and when I say definitely, I don't mean like it was way faster. I mean, I'm definitely confident that it was faster than Jimmy's. Uh, so I, I I think those two guys are very similar in a lot of ways as 
throwers, in my view, Vince. What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're 100 percent accurate with the 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 Brady Quinn being big and tough and strong, and you know the whole thing. Somebody said, just like Tim Tebow, you know, he's just a winner. You're, well, you're selling a lot of these guys short because t- they, these guys are better throwers, all three of them. Than, but than what Tim I would Tebow say was. is, when you compare Brady and Tebow, I, I if you're going to just talk like leadership and character sure. and toughness and winning, then yes, that's yes. a fair comparison. Even though their styles are way different, I mean, right? You know, but but yes, in that regard, where it wasn't always sexy, but you just look down and you're like, that guy just put his team on his shoulders and won the victory. Brady and Tebow had a lot of that in common in that regard. Yes. Their style of play was very different. Obviously, Brady was a passer. He wasn't, you know, he, right. he, he, he was a chain mover as a runner, right? Where Tebow right. was a... He moved when he had to. Half the time, Tebow was a running back, basically, you know, taking Correct. direct snaps at times, oh. you know what I mean? Yes. So stylistically very different. But yes, the Tebow comparison, when you talk about character, the heart and soul of your team, the leader of your team, the sure. you always thought you had a chance to beat anybody because Brady was your quarterback. Same with Tebow at Florida. You know, so in those regards, Vince, more of the bigger picture things. Yeah, I think it's a fair comparison. I think it's a very, very fair, very fair comparison. Yeah. Yeah. So, and somebody just said, I love this. I want to compare Sam. I want Sam to compare to Tony Rice and get a, get a, get a chip. So sign me up. Yeah. That, that, that's ultimately what you want to be. Sign me up. I'll help commission the statue. That, that would be the extent of where their comparisons go. What do Tony Rice and Sam Hartman have in common? They both want to change it if that happened. They both that played at Notre Dame. It. Yeah, that, yes, they both played in Notre Dame. Yeah. Yes, they're both from the Carolinas. Oh, Tony's okay. From South Carolina. Same there you from go. North Carolina. Okay. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting, Vince. The last three times Notre Dame played in a bowl game that if you win, you win a championship. The last three times or the last two times, the quarterback was from one of the Carol- one of the Carolinas. Well, sir, South Carolina. Because Tony was from South Carolina. Notre Dame did not play in a bowl game where if they win, they're the champion, no matter what. And again, until 2012, never Golson was the quarterback, South Carolina. And then now you've got Sam Hartman, who's the uh, from North Carolina. So wow. very interesting. I'm just saying, I'm just having some fun. Just having some fun, man. Just having some fun. Um, I, I can't comment on this next one, Vince, because okay. we, didn't, we didn't listen to the broadcast, but I'll just uh, – Oh, we'll Gregory, thank him for it. And yeah, Gregory Gilbert – Petition to get Garrett off Notre Dame games needs to be started. Like I can't, like you said, I can't comment on this one, but in all the other games that I have listened to and watched with him, he's not the problem, folks. But I don't know. Maybe he said something stupid today. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I thought I thought the Tennessee State. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, leave it at that. All right, let's go yeah. to uh we got a super chat from Double R. Appreciate that very, very much. We got another Thanks. one from him here. We'll we'll get to because um, we we got a couple that are going to be similar. Uh, he's got a couple that so Double R. We got a. I see the two you got. We'll get to them uh, about Tobias. We'll get to them. We're just kind of going in order right now. But uh. from trash, <laughs> that's great. Just trash. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Very much appreciate. Decent win. I have a sinking feeling that the odds will be specially stacked against us. Big 10 refs want Ohio State in the playoffs. In the review booth, we have an ACC crew. Who wants our streak snapped? Let's just get the job done. I think you're you're putting a lot of things in people's brains that may or may not exist. I don't think the ACC replay booth comes to games and like, I hope Notre Dame lose. Like, I don't. 
see yeah. that necessarily being the case. Now, they may not be very good at their job, but I'm not, I don't think they come in with these ulterior motives like that. And is it going to be a Big Ten crew? Well, the other thing, too, is it, it is. Yeah, Notre Dame. Okay. And that's why I'm a little bit more concerned about it. But like Big Ten fans will tell you that Michigan State got screwed out of an undefeated season at Notre Dame Stadium by a Big Ten crew. Remember there the 2013 go. game? They kept crying about the pass interference penalties. Well, they should have been crying. They were legit calls. Look, here's the thing. This isn't like remember the Titans, right? Like this isn't <laughs> the 1970s. I, I don't think you have a bunch of referees out there like saying we're purposely going to screw you over. I, right. I, that, do I think that happens? I'd say that happens more in basketball in the NFL than I think it does in college football. But even in the NFL, I, I think it's more of a basketball thing because yeah. one official can completely change a basketball game. Sure. I, you know, it. what it what it comes down to is like, okay, you know, we're familiar with how this game is matched up. And so because of that today, we're going to call more holds because that's going to benefit this team over that team. And, you know, or today we're not going to call a lot of holds because that's going to benefit this team over that team. I, do I think that could happen? Yeah, I do think it could happen. I, I would just hope that people would have more integrity than that. But here's at the end of the day, Vince, don't leave it, don't leave it in their hands. Right. Don't leave exactly. it. Do, do, do what you need to do. Don't leave it in their hands. And then it won't be an issue. Yep. And, you know, it's like, um, that's where the, remember the Titan scene is great. You know, it's like where he's like, once the officials kind of get out of the way, it's like, you know, it's over. Hey, run them up, leave no doubt. You know what I mean? So, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and if anything, if you're the big 10 right now, this is the best chance you've had to maybe convince Notre Dame to join your conference in a while. Do you really want to do something like that? to screw them over on national TV just call the game. Right. You know, and we said this earlier, the refs today were not anti Notre Dame. They, they were, were anti good refing. Like they just yes. weren't good on both sides. Yes. They were bad. They gave Notre they Dame terrible. some favorable spots that they yes. should not have done. They kept Central Michigan out of the end zone when they were in the end zone and they reviewed it. Like lots of mistakes here. It was not anti Notre Dame. So we need to put that one to rest. They were just bad. Vince, can I share a quote? So first of all, Sean Davis just texted me and said that uh, apparently he was like messing some players' names up, Notre Dame players up. Right oh, now. okay. Uh, can I tell you a quote my wife just gave me? Sure. She's listening to the show. She said, this is awesome, dude. She says, being smart isn't being wise. She said, Golden is trying to show how smart he is, but isn't being wise and using his players to their strengths. There you go. Put it on a shirt. I love that woman. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. But like seriously, though, that's a great, a great way of putting it. But like that's the thing is this is going into this game. This is the first time I've really felt that if Notre Dame uses their players to the best of their ability, you can beat Ohio State. You don't right. need a bunch of things to go your way. You can you can be the better team. But if you but it's a it's close. Yeah. To where if you don't do that and Ohio State's coaches do, that's where you could see a difference. So, uh, but that was a great quote by Ange. Like, seriously, she just texted me that. Like, I'm like, she she has been listening. <laughs> so. I'm not even sure my wife knows I'm home. So there, <laughs> that, there's the difference. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. PA Irish guy, thank you very much for the super chat. 
Congratulations to Archer and the new baby. Yeah, is there man. a new Ohio State fan? Yeah, Archer. Wow, that's wife, awesome. I think it maybe like a. That's why he hadn't been in the chat last couple of weeks. He, he was. Oh, remember, like leading into the season, he was really close. Like it yeah, could be yeah. Day now. That's and all right. That. So, yeah, Archer Duffy, my man. Congratulations, buddy. Vince, I think he's getting close to you. In really? uh, in number of kids, Archer, wow. I, I believe. I think is this four or five, Archer? Let us know, man. That's saying know. something right there, man. Yeah, I think I, he's trying to he's trying to be Vince. He's trying to be Vince. Man, don't so, ever emulate me on that one. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's get to the next one from Mike Huff. All right, Mike. Thank you so much for the super chat. Guys, how do we solve the officiating? Uh that was a sideshow out there. Embarrassing. You're not wrong. You can't solve well, it. You guys got to take it here's out of what you, Here's what you can do, though. I mean, there are things that, that there are things coaches do after games that allow you to 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 send complaints to the officiating to the to the league. Yeah. So what you do is is you 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 there's like I think it's still like this. It's probably digital now, Vince. But like when I was coaching, you'd get this thing from the NCAA or from the league. And it was like you fill out this play, oh. and and then you'd send them the cut ups. Like so, okay. so, I'd have to get the video guys. Uh, my either well, early in my career, I was the one doing it, and then when I was later in my career, you know, like when I was at CNU, I had like five different. I was the receivers coach, pass game coordinator, recruiting coordinator, <laughs> video coordinator. That's so, a you know, low level, get, man. You wear a lot yeah, of hats. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get paid per job either. Really, yeah, per no. title either administrative no. or assistant head coach. You know all yeah. that stuff. But anyway, um. But you send it to the league and you say, hey, look at these 10 calls, right? Or, hey, look at these 10 plays that were all blatant holds that impacted the game that they didn't call. Yeah. So there are things that you can do and you need to do because if you don't complain about it the right way, in the not, not getting into a press conference and, and complaining about it. So, like, Marcus Freeman didn't say anything negative about officiating today. He was like, hey, look, we got to do we got to do, blah, 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 blah. Hey, and he even said, like, the refs, you know, I talked to my guys in the booth and they said they were holds. Yeah, that's the right thing to do publicly because you're not going to shame them into no, calling better. No. You let yourself and Jack Swarbrick yes, handle that the right way it. in the right channels right. behind the scenes. And you let them know this isn't OK. I don't want that crew ever doing another game Correct. for us. Yep. Right. And you can um, do that at the high school level. Like you can cancel crews and you can not hire certain crews. Like I don't know how things yeah. are assigned, you know, it, it, Notre, right. but but guess what, guys? If you haven't noticed in the last couple of weeks, Notre Dame's got some pull with the ACC. Right. If they put their foot down and they're like, we're not going right. to have this crew again, guess what's going right. to happen? They're not going to get that crew again. Now, to Ohio State game, it, they, there's nothing they can do because it's a Big Ten crew. Right. And so there's no recourse. You just, But, again, don't leave it in their hands. Exactly. Play the game the right way. Do yeah. what you got to do. Don't leave it in their hands. Andrew Gilmore, thanks for the super chat. Will Tommy Reese be the Alabama OC in 2024? I, for his I, sake, I, I hope so. Yeah, but, I don't know. Uh, I didn't watch sure. the game today, so I, I don't know. I, I know it was know ugly and low scoring. downpour at one point. Yeah. You know, that so weather I, delay. There was a lot going on there. I, I didn't watch the game. I, I, don't, I don't know what happened, but yeah. I hope so for his sake. And then uh, there, there's a reminder of the Super Chat from Double R. So they had a couple ones here, Vince. This is at one. I'm going to get to two from him. And he said that Tobias' confidence going forward. And then he had another one, a bigger one, which we appreciate. Tobias' mindset going forward. I think he is about to go off. I hope you're right, man. I really do. I hope you're right because um, I think, you know, Brian put it in perspective earlier. He dropped one ball, the first one thrown to him at the season. He's caught yeah. everything else that's come his way. 
at this point. He's made two big plays. He's gotten into the end zone. Uh, he's blocking well. Like I, It would not surprise me if he was about to go off, and I would love every second of it uh, because I am a big Tobias fan, and I think he has unwarranted grief sent his way yeah. by the average Notre Dame fan. So I hope he does go off. Yeah, his last three catches have gone for a hundred and see a hundred and thirty six yards, two games, last three yeah. catches. So yeah. I'd say he's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing I all right too. Yep. All right, Vince, got a few more here cool. before we get up out of here. Ideen Benami. I apologize if I butchered that, but thank you so much for the super chat. Is it next Saturday yet? Looking forward to IB this week. Where will the IB tailgate be next weekend? Appreciate all the work. Info, fellas, go Irish. So, I, dude, I feel your pain. I'm already kind of <laughs> like tomorrow. I'm gonna like Vince. Are we really doing upon further review? Dude, I know, that's right? Break down Ohio State, man. Uh, but uh, we we will. We'll have upon further review. Uh, tailgate next week. So the plan as of right now is we will have an Irish breakdown tailgate. Specifics of it, and if we're definitely going to do it, remain to be seen. I need to check in on my mom this weekend because it's my parents are going to come in town and do it. And as some of you know. My mom was in the hospital this week. If you know my mom at all, uh, she's very stubborn. <laughs> I definitely got that from her. I did not get that from my dad because she's more stubborn than he is, even though she does not want to hear that. She's probably not going to be happy with me saying that right now. So they have said that they still want to do it, but I just want to get to the weekend and see how she's feeling and just make sure that she still plans on being here. Uh, now, if she's not here, we will still tailgate, but it'll be a much different looking tailgate. It'll have stuff that I buy at store. If, if, she, if she's not here, if she's here, it's going to be all homemade stuff. I mean, she, she bought rice, crispy treats that have like Notre Dame colors. She bought like M&Ms or Notre Dame colors. Like she's ready to rock and roll, man. Uh, but, uh, I just got to see, you know, if she's going to be up for making that trip. So, uh, I've tried to tell them not to come good and luck. I got laughed at. So, uh, cause my dad was like, yeah, you, you have good luck telling her that she can't come next week. And I was like, well, why do you think I'm telling you dad, you're her husband. I want you to tell her. He's like, yeah, I want to tell her this is your <laughs> idea. Nuts. How do you think I made it through 48 <laughs> years of marriage alive? You know what I mean? So, uh, but, uh, uh, Archer did say also he tied you. Oh, I was five. just going to start that one up. Yeah. yeah. So, Congratulations, uh, my man. yeah, absolutely. So, so, but we are going to have a tailgate. I will have more specifics as we get close to it. We'll be in the stadium lot somewhere. Just depends on, you know, where the, I have a pass. I just not quite sure where it'll be, uh, but it'll be in the stadium lot. I would like to get started sometime between noon and two sometime around there. It just depends on, you know, Oof. it just depends on, uh, you know, my, when my mom and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely let you guys know as we get closer. But we are definitely planning on doing some kind of tailgate next week. I'm just not quite sure when that's going to be. But I'll let you guys know for sure. For sure. And uh, Archer did say, Tide Vince, baby, was born yesterday, and it's it's our fifth. So congratulations, man. And man, he, he at least was able to spread them out a little bit. Though, I was going to say, like, I had two at the same time, so we only had four pregnancies. So you probably have me beat, I will say mm -hmm. that. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's awesome, man. Yeah. Yep, very good. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right, last couple, Vince. Here we go. Joshua Board, thank you very much. I like this team. They're good. Very good. Yep. How confident are you that these coordinators will play to their personnel versus their scheme to get the wins? I think Jared Parker's done that. Like, I don't necessarily yep. love the 
excessive use of 12 and 13 the last couple of weeks. But when he's in those personnel groupings, he plays to what those guys do well. Yep. Agreed. Right. Like, you know, we're seeing the run game adjusting like it fits it, like it. Not that Audric can't run duo. He does run duo well, but man, he just has a thing with like inside zone and power stuff that he can cut back and, you know, like the toss and get him outside. Like we never saw Audric get a toss play last year and he's run it well. So I, yeah. I think Jared Parker's done a really nice job playing to the strengths of his players. Now, I would say personal preference, I want to see more 11 personnel. I'd even like to see some 10 personnel. Uh, more of that. I would like to see more run game out of 11 personnel, Vince, and do some different things. Yeah. There are some things I'd like to see maybe Chris Dyree do a little bit to get him the football with some screens and stuff. Agreed. You know, like so, but those are like some minor nitpicks, but he's not asking Chris Dyree to do things that Chris Dyree's not good at. He's using T- Tobias Verweather is a long-legged, long-striding player, and everything that they're throwing at Tobias is kind of geared towards a long-striding type of guy. Jaden Thomas is more of a volume kind of guy. He had a post route today, but it was a post route where we used other things to clear it out, but it's been comebacks and stops and you know, quick posts in the red zone. So he's he's been playing to Jaden's strengths as well. So I actually think he's doing a pretty good job of, of playing to his player's strengths. I just don't always – love the personnel decisions, but within the personnel groups he's using, I've never been like, dude, why are you asking that kid to do that? Right? Like we kind of joked about the Jeremiah love downhill thing, but you've got to use Jeremiah love downhill. You can't only run him outside. And because then other people are going to figure it out. We're, so we're just kind of joking a little bit with that, but you know, last week they got him out. they got him in the game and he's running buck sweep, you know, and he's today, they used him on pass routes and tried to get him the ball in those regards. Didn't they, didn't they do a, um, didn't he catch a pass like that was designed to him, like a screen or something that was designed to him, the one for like 10 yards Love. today? Love, Jeremiah? Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought so. It was a swing to, to the offense's left. Yeah, it was like a – but it was a design was swing. Into, yes. Yeah. It was right, yeah. So that's – uh, you know, so I think he's done a good job there. I think Al Golden does a good job of playing to the strengths of his secondary players. I just don't – you know, I just don't – yeah, I mean, we've talked about it for a few weeks, and uh, it was it was especially obnoxious today. That was my big beef. Like, it was just, yeah, it was. But, yeah, look, I'll say this again, though. If Al Golden gets the same exact performance from his defense this year against Ohio State that he got from his defense last year against Ohio State, Notre Dame will win this football game. Yep. Book it. If they if they're at 21 points and only 399 yards and under six yards of play and they only score 21 points against Notre Dame next week, Notre Dame's gonna win the football game. That's I agree. Now now it, that's gonna be harder because Ohio State didn't have any film of Al Golden last year in game True. one. They've got a lot more film of Al Golden call. now. Right. So, but, but on the you flip know, side, this is the, it was the first game that the Notre Dame players played without Golden as their head sure, as their defensive sure, coordinator, too. Sure. So, you know. So, but but if if you can see that again, Vince, I'll be a happy guy. I'll sure. be a happy guy. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. And then we, here's the last super chat before we talk about a couple of the games going on right now, Vince. Connor Grant, thank you for the super chat. Is it normal for Notre Dame fans to sit the whole game? I was there today and standing, and a bunch was told to, too often to sit down. Thanks, go Irish. I have heard this complaint a lot. I've heard this this a lot. Yeah, um me too yeah i mean the answer is yeah i mean honestly the answer is yes they sit down unless you're in the student section where they stand the entire time 
And the student section takes up about a quarter of the stadium. The rest will stand up in big moments and things of that nature, uh, but not, it's not, they're not going to be up the whole time. There's way too many older generation people to be standing up the entire time. It's just not going to happen. Which I don't like. And some of those older generation people are the ones selling their tickets. Yep. To a bunch of Ohio State fans. I'm just, look, I'm just preparing y'all right now. Just preparing y'all right now. There's going to be a boatload of red in the stadium next week. Just get ready for it now. It's going to look like Christmas next week. It's going to be a lot of red and green in the stadium next week. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a lot more red than most of you are going to be comfortable with, to be completely honest. Are you prepared to put a number on it? A percentage? No, no. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that Notre Dame has done some things to, to quiet it, but I just have no faith that they've done that. I just don't think they care enough to do that. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be shocked if it's not at least 50%. Wow. Yeah. You think there may be more red than green is what you're saying? I think there's a chance, yeah. I mean, you're putting it at 50. Yeah. Uh, you know. yeah. I think there's wow. a good chance. Yeah. I hope I, I was hope, thinking like I hope, 30. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, it was close to half when Cincinnati played Notre Dame in 2021, right? I don't think it was half, no. I, I said close to half. Mm. I've heard people say it was like about 40%. So I wasn't there. Remember that was yeah. the, oh, the year that's right. stupid. Yeah, I don't there was way more than I thought were going to be there, but I don't know that yeah. it was that high. Yeah. I would have to I'd have to go back and look, but I'd yeah. be very curious. Well, it was not definitely high, over 40% when Georgia came here in 2017. No, that and, I agree and with. Their fan base isn't all within driving distance of South Bend. Sure. Not Imagine how many Georgia fans would have been there if their entire fan base was within driving distance of Notre Dame. You know, so yeah, it's a little bit of a different animal than that one. Charlie Weiss's last belt loop said he had a super chat, but Vince, but I did not see it. And all the super chats get automatically starred. So yeah, I'm, I'm they just automatically get starred. Yeah, I just went through it, Charlie. I do not see that super chat, buddy. So, um, yeah. But uh, so Ray Holcraft said 30% max. I, I hope so. But well, here's the thing for has nothing to do with it. Better. This game has been sold out. out since the day it went yeah. on the market right? right so if if any notre dame fans have sold their tickets it's already happened it had already right. happened before they played navy in most instances yeah. so i hope i'm wrong i really i would love to be wrong about i would love for it to be no more than 25 30 percent. i would love that because yeah. that's gonna be a lot of green if it's if it's only because here's the difference here's why it would be better it, it'll if it's no more than 30 here's why it's better because most, I think most Notre Dame fans are going to wear the green next week. I, I do because it is one of those wear a specific color type right. of thing. And Notre Dame's wearing green too, right? Because so, what yeah. tends to happen with some of these games, Vince, is like Notre Dame fans wear all di- types of colors: the yeah. green, White, blue, navy, gold, all of it. Yeah, orange because they're just wearing a shirt. Right. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. But there's all types of different colors where you know, like when you go to a Ohio State game, like everybody's got red on, like that. It's they all get just their, like, that's, that's their color, color right? Yes. And and so because Notre Dame's doing the wear green thing, I think we are going to see more of a unified Notre Dame fan base from a color perspective, which will which will make it because like if it's like all mixed and you see this swath of red and then a bunch of other stuff, it'll make it look yeah, it'll make it look more red. Correct. But if it's like you know when they're scanning it before the game and it's like 30 percent red and the rest is green, it'll 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 be a pro Notre Dame crowd. I just I just don't have a lot of faith in that in that point so some uh, uh josh board asks uh, to this point who is your favorite player i like me some sam and audric and etc this team has dudes now, i'm gonna 
I don't have a favorite player. I don't really look at it that way. But I, I want to kind of say this, Vince, and, and thank you for the super chat, Joshua. And it kind of goes back to his previous super chat, Vince. Is like I really think, I really think that this team is really good. This team is really talented, and I'm I'm still wanting to see Vince maybe just a maybe just a the receiving core to still step up and and show that they have some dudes. I, I still think that's the only question mark that I have at this point in time is, is that is do the, do, do they have enough dudes in the past game to beat Ohio state, to beat USC, to beat Clemson, to beat Georgia, to beat the best teams in the country? I think that's still a, I think that's still a question. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, I don't have any favorite players per se. I mean, I love me some Marcus Freeman. How about that? Like, <laughs> I, yeah. you know, yes, the, the players that are putting up the points, the players that are the stars, of course, they're all fun to root for. And, you know, I, I, I bet I have no, there's nobody on this team I dislike. I can tell you that, you know, I mean, at least up to this point. And uh, even some of the ones that maybe I didn't really like a whole lot for some off the field stuff, they've started to grow on me. So yeah. I'm good to go with, with, with all the players that I'm aware of. And um, it's just fun to watch this team. It's just fun to watch this team, man. And uh, but I'm not going out and buying anybody's jersey anytime soon. Well, I just think the takeaway for me from his comment is that this is a team that has a lot of a lot more dudes than they've had in the past. That's that's, a lot of likable personalities too. And I think, uh, and I will, I'll, I'll shoot some love to like likable, likable personalities don't win you football games. No, that's that's kind of my. I I agree with that, but I think I think Fighting Irish Media has done a good job of getting some of those personalities out. Yes, you can see them. They've done a much better job with that stuff this year. I still would have liked to seen more in fall camp, but like. There's been some really cool stuff in that regard. They yeah. really have. They really yeah. have. But, you know, my, again, my point is you can't win a championship without dudes. The only – the only you, you can't win a championship without a bunch of five-star players. My only argument has always been not – I don't care about high school five-stars. I care about college five-stars. Benjamin Morrison is a college five-star player. Audrey Estime so far this year, college five-star player. Neither of them were top 100 recruits coming out of high school. Sam Hartman is is one of the five best quarterbacks in college football right now. Five star college player right now. Yep. Three star recruit. You know Joe Walt, best tackle in college football. Three star recruit by most. So so they got a lot of dudes. Now they're going to need a couple more to emerge because I've always felt to beat a team like Ohio State, you need your dudes to be dudes. But the, the, a lot of those games are determined by who is the who is the secondary type of player that steps up and plays the, the game of his life makes They're the play of, that. you know, like that. That, that that's the kind of thing that can separate yeah. it. Like, like Ohio state last year, their name didn't lose to Ohio state. Cause Marvin Harrison's the best receiver in college football, even though he kind of was, I thought last year, it was the walk on slot kid that had that big touchdown that broke that game open. It wasn't Travion Henderson, the five-star running mm-hmm. back that killed Notre Dame in the fourth quarter. It was Mayan Williams. You know, it was Tommy Eichenberg stepping up. It wasn't the five-star yeah. defensive ends. It was Tommy Eichenberg stepping up. And 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 so, yeah, your dudes need to be dudes, but those secondary players got to go out there and do their thing too. And and hopefully we'll see them do that. It's going to be a fun week breaking this whole thing down, buddy. I can promise oh, yeah. you that. It's going to be oh, a, lot oh, of yeah. a lot of fun doing that. Charlie Weiss's last belt, Luke Vince. He said, uh, it, put it in before the show started, but just saying, hey, there are things to clean up. But we still scored 41 points and helped them 17 as well. This team is dangerous. Clean up the mistakes and protect Sam. Please go Irish. I mean, mm-hmm. he's spot on. I mean, he's yeah. spot on. Like 
That's Vince, that's a great feeling for a coach. I've said this before. When you can come out of a game, like, man, we got a lot to fix. And you won 41 to 17. Yeah. And you yeah. outgained that other team by 310 yards. You're a good football team. You're yeah. a really good football team. Yes, I'm frustrated by myself on defense, but it's frustrated because of what what my standard is. My standard isn't to beat Central Michigan 41 to 17. It's beat Ohio State next week. 41 right. to 17. Right. <laughs> I, just, I don't care, man. It can be 17 to 16, I'm joking. three to I'm nothing. Jo- I'm, I'm you can give me an old Iowa either. seven to three game where yeah. you don't score a touchdown. I don't care. Just win not care the less. game. Yeah. Could right. not care less. But that's that's what it boils down to for me. And and you know, this performance wasn't good enough to beat Ohio State. If if Ohio State brings their A game, it's good enough to beat Ohio State based on how they played against Indiana. It's yep. good enough to beat Ohio State based away the way they play on Youngstown State, but you know you're not going to get that version of Ohio State next week. No, you're going to get and Ohio, and Ohio State right. can't bank on the fact that they're going to get the Notre Dame that played today either. Exactly, I, I, and I exactly. feel very strongly about exactly. that. Exactly, I so. do agree with that. I do agree with that as well. You nailed that, Vince. Nailed it. Uh, there we go. All right, from Mike Nolan, thank you for the super chat. Seems like Sam taking a lot of time, reflected receivers not getting separation on mid-routes. Is that pattern design or lack of ability to separate? I don't agree with that takeaway. I I think Sam holding the ball at times was him not processing with the right form. I mean, the one, for example, of Jaden Greathouse. Jaden Greathouse beat that guy off the line. Sam just didn't see him. I mean, the, the, the plays where Chris Tyree... Uh, was open and didn't get the ball, they were no different than the play he scored a touchdown on. Sam right. just never got there. Because the thing is, if a guy's open, but you get to him too early or you get to him too late, you're not in position to get him the football. I don't care, you know, unless he's just wide open. Like the sure. there was one to Tobias Merriweather. He came open. He came open late. Well, he came open late because of the route design, right? He You're trying to clear out for him. Right. Now, but there are also other times, to Mike's point, Vince, where I need to see the receivers come off with a little bit more urgency. That sure. is a legitimate thing. It's not so much that they're not getting separation because they can't get separation. It's just there is a difference in 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 that get off to me, right? And, and that's kind of where I'm at. That I need to I need to see a little bit more consistency from that regard. Right. That's that's my thing. From Hunter Hall, thanks for the super chat. How do y'all feel about the two low hits on Sam Hartman? I only remember one off the top of my head. And he actually, so here's my issue with the one that I think everybody remembers, right? Where he started limping. First of all, he tripped over the offensive lineman who was pretty much busy holding him and ended up down by Sam's legs, right? My issue was he kind of twisted it once he got in there, which is a dirty play. And I did Mm -hmm. not like that. Um, yes, and I don't, and I don't because know if there was another one looked like, like Navy too, game. Remember right. that when everybody thought right. the kid from Navy was a dirty right. play, it wasn't a dirty play, and he, he got did. tripped into yeah. it. Yeah, that and he, but, but that, he didn't. That kid made a concerted effort to try to pull up Correct. on Sam. This Correct. kid kept going. Correct, and that was my beef. Yeah, that was my big and that's beef. That's where Marcus Freeman was talking about after the game, Vince. Yeah, I'm just trying to get him to protect my players, protect Sam, protect my players, right? And and he said it the right way in, in during a game. But they better be raising holy heck with the ACC crews during the week, right? Because you got to call that man. You don't do that publicly. You you because right. officials are humans too. And guys, I'll tell you something right now: they don't make a lot of money doing this. They don't. That's why a lot of good officials have I've been told have, have left because they just don't make enough money now with how much things cost and to travel and how expensive things are. Uh, a lot of leagues don't pay the way they should be. Like 
You want to talk about one of the things we don't talk enough about? Some of these teams aren't making enough money, or these these teams making these leagues making hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're not paying officiating crew. You know, why do you have bad officiating crews? Well, why would you want to be an officiating crew? You got to pay your own way, and you're supposed to be making enough from it that that you know it covers those things, and they're not. So screw that. So, uh, but you go out there, they're human beings who don't make a lot of money. If, if right. you're a millionaire coach and you're calling me out, basically not directly, but saying how bad we are, and you go out there and call me out, you know I'm not going to be prone to this. Isn't this isn't worked to me? I'm going to fire me. Okay, I save money by getting fired from this job. I'm telling you something right now. The next time I officiate your your game, don't be asking me for calls. And these are right. human beings too. There's a right way and a wrong way to go about this at the collegiate level. Yes, it's the a NFL little different for the NFL and professional get, because those yes, it's a little different at that level. Bank exactly, it's different <laughs> for college officials, in my opinion, yeah. and they're not trained properly well, and they're not investing the money, which is stupid because officiating impacts the outcome of games, right? But Absolutely. you know, all these conferences they don't care, but they just care about making money and maximizing money and and all this type of thing. So there's there's you know. There's uh, it is what it is. But anyway, um, I didn't see the second hit, but I have heard from multiple people that they were doing a lot of twisting at legs okay. of their name players right. in piles. And I, I don't care much for that. I, I don't mind physical play. Sure. You know, but the dirty start stuff getting into that pile, crap. No, I don't get into that. Okay. You're raking it, dude. You know what? Yeah. And I mean, right. Yeah. I, I, that's yeah, I've wanted to fight a couple times after games back in the day for dudes trying mm-hmm. to do that kind of stuff. I, there's no there's no place for that, man. No place for that whatsoever. Whoa, Joshua Board with the big old super chat. Thank you so much, Joshua. He says, me and my wife missed the game. We went to the Koontz Fest, and she had a good time. I hate that I missed the game, but she's supposed to be at another fest next week when me and my Ohio State friend watched the game. I've got the bubble guts for a week, <laughs> which means you be... partook in that yeah. festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be a fun week, man. It's going to be a fun week. Yes, it so, is. So, Vince, before we get out of here, man, have you have you paid attention to some of the scores of these games? Today? I've been watching so, some of them. They've been closer at the beginning than maybe at the end, but still some of these scores are a little ridiculous. Well, Michigan just scored in the third quarter to go up on a two-yard drive because Bowling Green, I don't know if they had a turnover or blocked a punt or whatever. That's they had a two-yard drive. JJ McCarthy today is uh, seven. He's only he doesn't even he's not even to hundred yards passing yet. Seven of eleven for ninety-three yards on Jeez. Bowling Green. So uh, Michigan's defense is playing six. well. But it's see. twenty-one-six in the third quarter, and Bowling Green is not good. They are mm-hmm. not good. Um, some other uh, Florida right now is boat racing Tennessee. By the way, yes, it's twenty-six to ten, and Florida's set got second and goal. I predicted that I was wrong on the LSU. I predicted Mississippi State uh, upset over LSU. Way off on that one. LSU smacked ten, uh, or, uh, Mississippi State today at Mississippi State. But I predicted this one too. I'm, I, I was, I did not like Tennessee the first two games, man. I did not, I did not like what I saw from them at all. So, um, yeah, we've had a bunch of super. Uh, actually, we have a couple super chats pop in here, Vince. Let's get oh, to this because we're okay. kind of talking about uh, some of these games and stuff. Mike Nolan, agree on receiver's urgency, Brian. To quote Raymond Barry, the fake is vertical. I don't always yeah. see that with our guys, though Sam laid on a few. Right. It was both, right? But here, here's here's the way I said it. You know, Raymond Barry, obviously Hall of Fame wide receiver, also as a coach. I always said, look, with the exception of routes that I tell you are different, when you come off the line, everything needs to look like a go route. Everything needs to look like a go route. 
your your urgency, your speed, your tempo. Yep. Because my whole thing is if you come off fast on a go route off an off corner, he's not going to sit and squat on your slant. Right. When guys sit and squat on a slant, it's when you're not, when you run off and you're higher, they're looking for tells. Like, so if I'm off the line and I come up high and I'm short chopping it, he knows something short's coming. He's sitting right. on that. But if I come off and I've got a nice, you know, stride and I'm son of bam, you know, three steps really fast and bam, hit that, hit that, that top end on the slant, I'm going to have some separation because you, my body language screamed vertical on that right. first play. Because the goal is you need to eat up that cushion as quickly as possible. Because anytime a once you get that cornerback to flip his hips, he's toast if you're running anything other than a go route. Right. And then if you're really selling that effectively, then when you are running a go route, he's not really sure if you're running a go route. And so you may sell it. Now all of a sudden you can just do like a little head nod at the top, and he's gonna think, oh, come back. And then nope, not come back. I'm still going. It was like, how how did that guy turn that guy loose on like that on the go route? Because you watch, look, look at this little head nod he did at the top. Well, why did he fall for that? Because the last three times he came off the line like that, he did a comeback. Right. That's why. But for Notre Dame, it's easy to tell right away, like, okay, there's there's no urgency here. But the other problem is some of these routes, Vince, were go routes. It's like there was maybe some uncertainty of what they're doing. I didn't know what the heck they were. It, it's a that that part, that's something that I that I hope Coach Stuckey is gonna see that and address that because there just needs to be a little bit more urgency coming off the line, in my opinion. I just I need to see a little bit more urgency. That's a big thing for me. Uh, Texas is uh, beating Wyoming ten to seven at halftime. Yeah, of that game. That's a, that's an interesting one. Very it looks interesting like Michigan's one. probably going to put up a field goal here if they don't pick up okay. this third down. So they're probably going to start pulling away. Holy which, moly! The fighting uh, the fighting Clark Lees are losing going into the fourth quarter to UNLV thirty to seventeen. Oh, that's not good. Yes, uh, uh, here's on. a good one. Fourth quarter, South Alabama is beating Oklahoma State twenty three to seven, and Oklahoma State just scored to make it twenty three to seven. Yeesh. Yikes! Uh, let's see a couple more scores. SMU's pounding somebody. Oh man, uh, Toledo's beating San Jose, Ole Miss beating Georgia Tech, Arkansas is up on BYU by 10. Kentucky's only beating Akron in the fourth quarter, 21 to 3. Mac team's giving some battles. Syracuse is beating Purdue 21 14, although uh, Purdue just scored to make it 21 to uh, to us to uh, 21 to 14. Ooh, some rough performances from quarterbacks today, man. Good lord. In the third quarter, Phil Dracovic is three of eight for 33 yards in a, in a pick. In the third Oof. quarter, it's a seven. It, West Virginia's beaten picks. Seven. Six. There's, I wonder if there's rain. There's got to be like some bad weather there. Got to be. Because yeah. I'm going to pull let it me, up. Let me go. I'm trying to. I'm not sure if that's being shown in my area. Let me just on, go. Because uh, neither, because because West Virginia's only got 35 passing yards in the in the third a, quarter. It's at commercial at the present. Okay. Just FYI. What you are you watching on the thing I gave you? No. Huh? Not not this one. I'm watching some. I'm watching a different game on the thing you gave me. But this was no. on. This one's on ESPN. Okay. No, I just meant. It doesn't look like there's any rain going on right now. No, nope, it looks pretty clear to me. Yeah, that's As weird. The blimp is going over the uh, stadium. Yeah. It looks uh, pretty weird. like a pretty nice night, actually. Weird, so. <laughs> man. Seven to six game in the third quarter. The two teams have combined for 68 passing yards. That yeah. I don't know if that's great defense or just really bad offense. Maybe a little bit of both. That's, that's woof. 
Yeah, but talk about having your letdown game after beating Bama. You're, you know, Sacramento State's beating Stanford in the third quarter, 17 to 14. <laughs> if you don't remember, Sacramento State is where Stanford's current head coach came from. Ooh. Um, Little revenge game. Tell you what, South George, South Carolina gave uh gave Georgia a little bit of a scare for at least they a did. half. Did you see Boston College? Boston College is terrible. Boston College should terrible. have beat Florida State. Yes. That was a weird game, man. That would have been great to see. Weird, weird game. Uh, Alabama beat South Florida 17-3. to The uh, leading passer in the game was Byron Bra- Byram Brown from South Florida, who went 14 of 28 for 87 yards. Mm. Ty Simpson went 5 of 9 for 73. Tyler Buckner went 5 of 14 for 34 yards. Here, here's my issue with that, though. I, I didn't watch the game, but looking at the box score, I guess Ty, Tyler Buckner got benched at halftime. He had two carries in the first half. You're not well, talking about not playing to your player's strengths. One like, was for a first down. I know that because yeah. I watched it. But Tyler but Buckner should be the carrying rest. the ball more than twice and a half if you're going to be playing to his strengths. Correct. And it was a torrential downpour was it? Okay. before they actually called it for weather. Yeah. It was – you could barely see the players. It was raining so yeah. hard, like on TV. Yeah, that's that's bad. that's that's asking – that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. Great win for Missouri today. Uh, North Carolina's defense. How about North Carolina's defense so far, Vince? They had Minnesota the 13 points today, 131 to 13 today. That's I got to turn off this pit, West Virginia. It's too much yellow. That's just, yeah, it's just a ugly. lot going on there. That's ugly. Did you see, uh, Wake Forest needed, needed 27 points in the second half to come back and beat, uh, beat Old Dominion Ooh. today. Oh. Yeah, but they got the win, so that's good for Notre Dame strength of schedule. True. So that's <laughs> that's good. True. All right. Some any other interesting games here, Vince, from today. Louisville beat Indiana. That was good. There was an, I thought there was another game that I thought was interesting today. NC State beat VMI forty-five to seven. It was thirty-one nothing at halftime. And yeah, at uh, the ACC games right now. Rough rough day for Virginia Tech. Rutgers beat them thirty-five. Rutgers is three and zero, dude. Yeah, I'll be happy I mean, when they take out Michigan. Really beat they beat Northwestern in the opener. They beat two power five, beat Northwestern in the opener 24-7, beat Temple 36 to 7, and then just beat uh beat Virginia Tech 35-16. They are not beating Michigan next week. And I hope, I hope I mean, right now that you're on the show next week telling me to eat my words. Me too. Uh, but they're not. They're <laughs> Believe not. me, me too. It's not happening. It's not happening, buddy. <laughs> so anyway, Vince, that's going to do it for today. I don't think we have any more super chats. Let me just go look real quick. Oh, here we go. Uh, last one from Robert Burke. And then we'll All right. Thanks, Robert. This is Ryan Harris in the radio. Speculated that Hartman's high throws near the end was due to a bad knee after he hobbled off. Any idea if he'll be 100%? I don't know. I, I didn't see an issue with the earlier, earlier. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't see I, that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, and if anything, if you hurt your knee and you're driving off your plant leg, I've always found that it, it ends up making your throws die a little bit because you can't drive off of it. So, but he should be okay. I think he'll be fine. I mean, if he was, yeah. I, now, look, look, he's probably he's in some pain play. right now because sure. the adrenaline's worn off. It's going to be sore. I think yeah. he'll be okay. Wait, guess what? He will play against Ohio State. I'll be I'll be shocked unless they got to find out there's some damage done. But I mean, right. there was damage done. He wouldn't have been. You they wouldn't have rolled him did, back out there. I didn't notice him like walking with a limp that like afterwards or anything like that. I didn't see anything like that. So when did that? You when did that mean? hit take place? Do you remember? Oh, uh, the, the one first. With... I thought it was the. 
first. I don't remember. I thought it was the first okay. half. I don't remember. When I thought it was there. two. Um, and therefore, if it was, if that is accurate, then I have no problem with the way things ended up going down because I thought he played pretty darn well in the second half. I, no, actually, now I think about it, it might have been early third quarter. Early third quarter? I think it was the second possession of the third quarter. Okay. Is when I think it was. And so they were up 28-14. It was, it was, it was um, second possession of the third quarter. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me just somebody just confirmed. He said it was right after the the whole the Stace run, which is what I have on my notes as well. So, yeah, okay. that was one of those plays where I thought the line the receivers came off the line without. And I don't want to use the word slow because oh. I think the misconception that that portrays. But oh, we talked about this, Bill Milton. Good. We Lord. talked about this play actually, David. Uh, earlier on, when we were talking about the offense. He meant to throw that high. If he throws yes. that low. That's an interception. Yes, 100%. So that there's a not... defender coming from the other direction. He cannot right. throw that ball on a line. That ball right. had to go high. Yes. The throw that he missed was the, the, the high throw he missed was the one before that to Jaden Greathouse. And I, I, let me get, let me see if I can find that. I thought that was actually in the first half. I could be wrong. No, it was the, ne- the next drive. He sailed the ball to Greathouse. So maybe that's what Ryan's talking about because the next possession, he okay. threw the two high throws to over Great House. The one he just missed, he just sailed it. But he put ju- too much juice on that. Like you're not putting too much juice on a ball if you just had an injury. The next one he had to throw high. If he doesn't throw that next one high, it's getting picked off. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, exactly. So I'm looking at the sequence, Vince, and it's. But he, he, here's the thing, though: the the first play he had after the injury, the first play he had, um was the 42-yard bomb to Rico Flores. So he threw that, and then he hit um, he hit that swing pass to, to Jeremiah Love and then had the back-to-back misses to, to, to Jaden. And only one of those was not supposed to be high. Right. Yeah. So there you go. That's my, that's my two cents on that one there, Vince. Yep. Agreed. So. All right, man. That's going to do it. Why don't you go ahead and take us out of here, buddy? All right, man. Everybody, thanks for joining us for yet another post-game show. And uh, look, again, bottom line, Notre Dame, four wins, zero losses. That's what you want. That's what everybody wanted going into the Ohio State game. Yes, there's things to clean up. Yes, they haven't played their A-plus game yet. But just wait. If I know anything about Marcus Freeman, he will have these guys ready to go next week. So Whether they execute or not remains to be seen, but this team will be – Fired up ready to play. Ready to play next week. They'll be ready to play. So hit that like button on your way out. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell, and share with your family and friends. You just never know when there's going to be a pop up show uh, from Irish Breakdown. You know we're supposed to go at eight o'clock tomorrow night. Maybe we don't. Maybe we go at seven. Maybe we go at nine. You don't know. We go Monday. You, hit... <laughs> you just don't know, folks. Don't so know. You got to hit that notification bell. Okay. I appreciate you guys dropping in. Thanks for all the super chats, everybody. This is one of my favorite shows, but my most favorite show, it's coming tomorrow. So make sure you guys check out upon further review. And then, of course, this week is going to be jam-packed, guys. Shows during the afternoon, shows in the evening. You know, it's a night game on Saturday, so we're going to get our fill of tailgating. It's going to be a blast. And we're glad you guys are all going to be along with us for the ride. So, for Brian... I'm Vince. We will talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.
I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.